welcome to the Buzzcast, the official podcast of the Stinger Bee League, an unofficial but officially fun Killer Queen Black League. Hello, everyone. We're back for another episode after two weeks. Uh, we're your hosts. My name is Kyle. And I am Blake. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hi, Blake. Let's do this. So what's we're, let's just jump into it. I mean, anybody who's listening to this podcast has probably read the title on a webpage somewhere, but why don't you tell us what we're doing today anyways, Blake? I'd love to, Kyle. So as everyone probably knows, we are in the off-season. We are in the, the summer doldrums of Stinger Bee League, so there are no matches to report on. There is uh, that we have nothing concrete to sink our teeth into, so we're going way off board here. We have come up with a top 10 list of our wildest wishes and dreams for Killer Queen Black. So, Blake, is that like top 10 wishes for, you know, for things in the game? Is it top 10 wishes for the for the future? Like what what do we mean by top 10 wishes here? Kyle, we are talking blue sky. We are talking what are what are the things that you want to happen to this game? What are the things you want to happen in this game? What are the things that you want to happen around this? So I think both both of the are uh, the wishes that you and and I have have come up with. They all touch upon those various various realms. We are we're talking, you know, just anything, just just the things, what you know, in your fever dreams about this game. What where you want it to go? What what you want it to be? So this is really no holds barred wishes then. Uh, if there are any holds that are barred, I was not informed about those holds. <laughs> All right. Well, let's not pull any punches here. Let's dive right into this. Uh, so, uh, well, let's let's start. Let's start with you, Blake. What would you say is your number one wish for Killer Queen Black? Well, are you sorry? You don't have to start with your number one. But what what's a wish for Killer Queen Black? Where would you like to start? <coughs> Kyle, I want to thank you first of all for um, changing your question there so that it was. No, that's what it didn't have to be. My number one wish. I'm yeah, going to give yeah. you the first of the wishes on my list. I, I, I haven't ranked them, so it's, it's, it's important to, to specify that. All right. So my first wish for Killer Queen Black is in-game cosmetics that cost real money. Now, I, oh. before I go any, before I go any further, I would like to qualify this as, as, uh, and acknowledge that this is not an original thought. This is something that was mentioned to me by our uh, our mentor Sclover, uh, Joe Sclover, uh, as something that has been discussed widely already in the Killer Queen Black community. But to me, uh, it it satisfies two extremely important things. Number one, it's visually interesting and super cool, and something that will that people in the community can engage with. And number two. It opens up a alternate alternative revenue stream for Liquidbit, uh, yep. which uh, you know, as it seems, the uh, player base of the game at the at this moment isn't growing at any great speed. It's really important if we want to see this game uh, continue to be supported. That's a really good point. I know that there's, you know, I know that the player base, despite being limited, I mean, we're not talking about a game that has Skyrim levels of 
uh, of uptake, but the fan base around it is very dedicated. It reminds me a bit of, uh, you know, Deep Rock Galactic in its earlier days. Very, you know, fairly small, but very dedicated community. And I know people that were all about buying every piece of DLC or cosmetic or whatever came out, if only because they wanted to support the developers and just keep it going. All right. Yeah, that's exactly it, isn't it? I um, <clears throat> I consider myself something of a Killer Queen Black fan, and I am not shy to admit that I own three copies of this game. I originally bought the physical Switch copy. Uh, I then, uh, you know, in my quest to evangelize other people towards the game, I lent out my physical Switch copy, so I bought a digital copy. Then shortly after that, I got a gaming PC, and I bought a, a, a copy on Steam, you know? So I want to give Liquid Bit my money. I want them to be supported. I want them to be able to put food on their table and tables and, and continue to support this game that we love so much. So if they can make dumb things, I don't know, the clown noses for the <laughs> that you're, you're going to pay 50 cents for or whatever, like, I, I will pay for that. I, I wonder what sort of cosmetics they could come up with i mean we've seen the different sweater designs that the drones can have but there's only so much you can do with small sprites with pixelated graphics uh, how many sweaters can can there be well let me challenge you there kyle okay all right what if you could have anything on with on the limited palette of a uh, drone sweater for killer queen black what would you put there Oh, it'd have to be an ugly Christmas sweater, right? I mean, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Oh man, I love it. That's actually a that's that's a very good one. So a, a good like sweater pattern, very fun. What I would do is a maple leaf, and I only say that because our team is or our league is is so Canadian heavy. Yep. I mean, what they're going to make some bucks there? I don't know. I feel like I feel like our country is is punching above its weight as far as as far as keeping killer queen black afloat goes so what about the queen like what kind of cosmetics could we see for the queen i mean the queen's already got this awesome helmet but you know could the queen have a crown a cape like where could we go with that well uh lots of things i i could see um well just some sort of different sort of uh trope style uh female attire you could do like a little like skirt and leggings kind of thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um you could do you, you could do a space suit i actually feel like there's maybe more leeway with the queen with the queen all right okay so let's you know you're, what, what you're saying about revenue streams really resonates me and you're going to you're going to embarrass me here a bit blake but this uh, this kind of leads into what you're saying around that leads into one of my wishes here. Uh, and that's, uh, well, I, I best, I best start with a story here. So I've been on vacation. We were at my wife's parents farm and it's a Monday night and it's time for some stinger B league action. Uh, and well, off season action. And I wanted to get in and play, but all I had with me was my phone now that's not entirely true but i wanted to play killer queen black on my phone i have i have this bluetooth controller that makes my phone into something kind of like a switch you can get them on amazon easy to do 
Sure. And right. Uh, and I wanted an easy way to do it. Now I am a PC player and a GeForce Now user, right? A big believer in GeForce Now. So I was hoping that Killer Queen Black was available there, but it's it wasn't. If it had been, it would have been a super easy way for me to play. So my my wish here, the first the wish I'm going to lead in with is I wanted a way to play Killer Queen Black on my phone, on my Android phone specifically. Now, a couple of caveats here. Uh, I do realize that there actually are ways, and I actually did manage to pull it off uh, because you already can play Killer Queen Black uh, through Stadia, and okay. yeah, and and I know that Liquid Bits is working to roll it out on Amazon Luna, which is you know Amazon's game streaming service, right? So and, and so it kind of embarrasses me what, what you're saying about giving Liquid Bits all your money because not that I, I disagree that they don't deserve it because they certainly do but I here I was I had my phone and I just want to be able to go into GeForce Now and play Killer Queen Black and barring that I wanted to go into the uh, Google Play Store and get it for Android and I would have I would have bought it for uh, for Android I'm not sure that I would subscribe to Stadia just to play Killer Queen Black because I don't really, you know, I'm already on the GeForce Now train, so I don't need to jump into Stadia just now. So I, I, in the end, what I did do is I wanted to play, so I subscribed to Stadia for the 30-day trial just so I could play Killer Queen Black. And it worked, and, and it, was, it was fun. Um, and I got to play a bit of Dark Side Detective as well, which is great. <laughs> but, uh, you know, really... I was in a position where there wasn't an easy way for me to play, a readily available way for me to otherwise play Killer Queen Black on my Android phone if I wasn't a Stadia user. So that is my wish. I would like to have an alternative to Stadia, ideally GeForce Now, so that I can play it on my phone. Fun. I have like eight questions for you, Kyle. Okay. So my first one is, how was the Stadia experience? Like, was was there noticeable lag? Because this is a fast twitch game. Like, do you feel like you were at a competitive disadvantage? Now, to be fair, I was in a bit of a patchy Wi-Fi uh, space, but I was, I can't say I was disappointed with the uh, with the performance in Stadia. It actually, you know, when it was working, it it worked pretty well. That's that's super impressive. That's one of the that's one of those moments in in sort of the advancement of the internet that is is really still hard for me to wrap my mind around because I've I've heard nothing but similar stories from other people who've tried game streaming services. So wow, incredible. Anyways, okay, fine. Number two, what if it was native on the phone, native on Android or or iOS? Is would that would that satisfy the itch for you? Oh, that I would have been all over that. Uh, I went to the Google Play Store, you know, fingers crossed that it was there. But uh, alas, there was no Android port. But that would have been a great option for me. Because again, I'm a big believer in streaming services. But for fairly like non 3D intensive games, having a local copy on my phone is is great because it's reliable. I know it's it's going to work. And again, you still need that you know you, you you can still suffer from the same network latency issues that you might have from game streaming yeah but 
at least it was it was there and even if i couldn't play it online i could still play it locally with a bunch of bots there you go now me me personally i would love if they released an, a native android version of the game because it would allow me to level up in ranked because we you know yep. you'd get a whole bunch of mobile players playing on playing just yeah. on touch screen and man i'm not a great player but i i am certain i would feast on people playing in that, in that format so kyle i have to say of all of the wishes on our combined list this may be the one that is most likely to come true my impression is that Liquidbit right now is mostly focused on on um, spreading the game to other platforms. So, so the idea that it would reach mobile to me does not seem far fetched at all. I have no insider information about that, about whether that is actually a thing. But it, it really, based on their based on their um, on their track record right now, where they're yep. trying to get onto the Amazon, you know, cloud streaming service, et cetera, et cetera. It, it really it really seems like a kind of a natural fit. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, fingers crossed, I, I recognize, uh, you know, and I, I don't actually know all the details behind what it means for a developer to, or a publisher even to sign up with uh, GeForce now and make their game available because, you know, I, I don't know if they get any revenue from uh, anyone playing. I don't think they do. I think NVIDIA gets all the revenue. So there's not a lot of fi- there's not a lot of financial incentive for a developer to put their game onto GeForce now. But as a users as a service to users, I mean, it's I gotta say the ability to have my entire PC library of games available because I've got hundreds of games between Steam and the Epic Store, and I can play well, I can play over a hundred of them any time on GeForce now. And I, I, I wow. it would have been, it just would have been great if, if KQB was one of those. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, I, I actually think that this um, wish item flows very well into one of mine. And, and that one is, this one that is not actually that it's, there's nothing technical involved in it. Okay. What, what I'm wishing for is a grand relaunch of this game. I would like to see it, Maybe they simultaneously release it on a few new platforms. So perhaps, yep. I mean, PlayStation would is is the big glaring hole, but yep. but the other ones are iOS and Android. Uh, sure, let's throw GeForce in there. So get those launches, get those get those releases ready, and then all at once, a basically as if it were a new game. Yep. Boom, we're dropping this title. Hey, let's get new players interested. Let's get reviews on, on you know from the you know PlayStation side of the world, from the Android uh, corners, from the iOS heads. Just sort of, just sort of uh, take this game and just say and 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 present it to all the people who have not had an opportunity to play it and say, hey, like here we are. You know, we're bad, we're rad, and uh, we don't want you to be sad. So come and play Kill Blue Black, and. Uh, you know, it really, it really, this is coming from an optimistic place that says that we can still grow this player base. And there is, there are a lot of people out there who play games, who play games like Killer Queen Black, who play competitive games or who play retro games, who have not heard of this game or who have not tried the game or who have not had the game available on a platform that is convenient to them. Mm-hmm. There is, I, I, there is just so much potential out there still. You know, and what, what they've missed out on so far is, is that sort of snowball effect of where you get enough players that it just kind of, it just kind of catches on and, and grows and grows. And 
this is another opportunity to to try and you know bottle that particular lightning that's an interesting proposition blake are are you see how would you see a relaunch happen or what would it look like i mean a lot of games do relaunches as part of a like a a new major development or addition to the game uh like like new dlc how would you see that working with killer queen black well as i as i was kind of alluding to i would mostly see it as as something that is not actually really done by the dev team that is mostly done by the marketing team um just kind of pushing it across various channels across you know hopefully some you know influencers whether that's mm-hmm, on youtube mm-hmm. or, or whatever uh, other platforms uh who who are invested in 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 the gaming platforms that mm-hmm. it would be launching on yep. but you know if you're going to twist my arm i would say that it, were that to come along with uh some other kind of kind of big fluffs to the game itself uh perhaps a couple of new maps or or the launch of the you know previously discussed cosmetics these are things that would generate excitement among the existing player base or previous player base that could yep. get you know get people hyped get previous players hyped back into the game so that you know that is that really would kind of be quite synergistic and and um yeah really help that that whole idea what about as a marketing push around esports i i mean look at look at the leagues we've got stinger b league we've got the b game league and i'm sure there are others out there clearly killer queen black an eight player game uh very team-based just lends itself naturally to esports which is growing and growing and growing all the time anyways what what about a a relaunch with an esports bent to it (sighs) yeah yeah i mean it's it's great on paper um but you might recall from our, our episode with Sclover that um, the B Game League was essentially born out of frustration with the existing kind of esports uh, league format, which was right. imposed upon them by the the uh, Indie Gaming League, which is sort of the the, the main um, group who who does well esports gaming for for games that aren't released by EA or Ubisoft. Uh, right. So. Yeah, I, I feel like that's a tack that they have tried already, and and I I think that it is fertile ground, but it is perhaps ground that needs to be uh, seeded better. Uh, and by that I mean maybe the player base needs to grow a bit more before the esports scene can grow out of that player base. Yep. So you know, I mean, it's a bit of a chicken and egg thing because, of course, having having an esports league that people are invested in watching is a great way to grow a player base. But but um, it seems to me that that so far, or the first time around, there just weren't enough players for that to really be viable. So right. I hear what you're saying, but but I think that I think that growing just sort of the uh, meat and potatoes players first is is gonna have to be the way to go at this point. All right. Well, let's jump over to one of my wishes then. One thing I would love to see, some more stats in the JSON file that gets downloaded to your PC after a match if you're if you're in the PC environment. So, so as you know, like the last the last uh, update uh, included these JSON files where you know, a user can go and a savvy user could take them and extrapolate them and we do that in Stinger B League, of course, 
Adam uses them for the for the Stinger B League webpage for all the amazing stats there. And we've been manipulating them in Google Sheets for some time. But there, there are limitations. There's a ton of stats in there, but I've found myself wanting for for more, right? Now, the number one thing that would be great in this would be a game log, you know, kind of like an NHL game. We'll have a game log that basically has every single action. And I don't know how they accomplished that in the NHL, but I'm pretty sure that it would be far easier to do that in a computer game. <laughs> oh, definitely. Uh, right? Um, so, so a game log would be great. It would solve all kinds of things, but, uh, you know, really as, as an increment, you know, improving on the summary stats would probably be better. And the storage of stats I'm looking for here, I'm mostly looking for stats that currently can't be extrapolated from anything that is in the existing JSON file. So I'll, I'll give you an example of something that can be extrapolated, okay? So, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's deaths is a stat, whether it's queen deaths or, or worker deaths or whatever. So we often do things like, uh, like kills per death or like kill to death ratio or uh, snail miles per death, right? But you can imagine yeah. a situation where in a set of, uh, a set of games, you've got a, a worker that never dies. I, I, it's, it's almost impossible, right? But if the worker never dies, then what's their snail miles per death, right? You get, you get, a, div, uh, you know, you get a divide by zero error there. So I like, to do, uh, I like to lean towards things per life, right? So snail miles per life, uh, yeah. kills per life, et cetera, right? Because you can extrapolate that, right? Lives are deaths plus games played. So what I'm thinking here is things that you can't extrapolate. So I'll give you some examples, right? And, yeah. and, let, and you let me know if you can think of some others. So, sure. uh, a, couple, so a couple that I have, uh, that I already, you know, posted to the Killer Queen Black Discord are uh, a game winner stat. I want to know who made the killing blow because as we've been doing these podcasts, you know, we, we try to tell the story about how a game went, you know, who scored the game winning goal in a hockey game. Same thing here. Who got the, the winning berry or who struck the queen for that winning blow or who rode that snail across? You can't get that out of the JSON files right now. But if it were available, it would be really helpful because one, it would let me report out on that in a podcast. And two, we could build that into our stats, right? Who, who is that clutch player in the game? Following me? Yeah. Another one is uh, we discovered that snail deaths and snail kills are not separated out from worker deaths and worker kills, right? So we found that with Victoria when she had this amazing stat. I can't remember what it was. She had a lot more kills than she should have had because she was riding on the snail all the time. How did she yeah. get so many kills, right? It came because she was riding the snail when her snail ate an opposing worker. Right. Right. And you can't get that out of the JSON files right now. A couple more. I want shot attempts towards the hive. Love it. Right. Along with, uh, because when you couple that with shot blocks, does it have shot blocks? I don't think it does. No, no it is not. No, it's got glances, right? But that's very different from, you know, I'm thinking of someone that, tosses a berry to the hive and it's blocked by a worker 
or blocked by a queen or, or, or a soldier or whoever, right? Because in hockey, of course, you have uh, the stat called the Corsi stat. Do you know what the Corsi stat is, Blake? Please tell me, Kyle. So it's shots, uh, your shot attempts, plus the blocks, plus yeah. the misses, right? That's huh. that's it in a nutshell. And if we had that, then you know we could get a more meaningful stat about you know a more meaningful stat about tossing berries than we currently can get from say just your swishes to dunks ratio, right? Right. You get you get a more meaningful stat about how accurate someone uh, someone's shot accuracy is and how good they are at shooting a berry into the hive when there's an opponent there trying to block them. Yeah. Yeah. So that so that's what I'm looking for is some more stats that uh some more stats in the JSON file. What about you? Do you can you think of any other stats you'd like to see? Yeah, absolutely. Uh so the so the first thing is I have to say that the you know, the one you were talking about about snail deaths and snail kills separated. I it's crucial. I mean, we ran into this with, with Victoria where it's like, well, how is she leading on like worker kills or, or soldier kills? And then when we figured out that it was because what you know when the snail ate something, it counted for her. That really was it was clear that that was skewing stats like in a way that, that was not. It did not. Um, it didn't help with what we were trying to portray. Like it, it just it was very misleading. So that that would be my number one on the hit list. But my number two is something that you didn't mention, and that yep. would be assists on berries. Oh, I don't think it would be that hard. I mean, basically, if a worker, let's say they're in blue, yep, picks up and throws a berry, yep. like that berry is marked. If another blue worker then picks it up and dunks it or swishes it, then the the first worker should get a a, a tick in the in the assists column. If a worker in gold touches it in the meantime, then then that assist marker is null. But I th- that one is is selfish because. I, I do love as a worker. I do love to um, lay up berries for for dunks and swishes. Yep. So I would I would love to that be kind of statistically represented in some way. So so yeah, that that's the big one for me. That's a great one, and I mean it. It describes what happens in the game much better than how many glances there were between two players. Yeah, I I think I would actually mark down glances as sort of a negative statistic for both the players involved. What about penalty minutes? okay what about you blake what's your next what's your next wish ah my next wish is something that would probably end up being contentious and that may or may not be useful to a lot of people who play the game uh but i actually think and um like q developers uh swearing at their (laughs) podcast right now because because Uh i don't know what i'm talking about but was something that I think wouldn't be that difficult to implement. I don't know. And that is uh, in-game league or tournament options. So right oh, yeah. now in, in Killer Queen Black, when you log in and you are, like, for example, playing locally or playing online with other friends, your yep. only option is to play a single game and then play another game after that. I would love if there were options to, um, with this same group of players, um, play a league and have league stats tracked or uh or a tournament single knockout tournament you know so an option to register players register a team name and have knockout tournaments 
I think that for the big big boys, the big game league and, and Stinger B League, it wouldn't actually be that useful. Where I could see myself using it is, you know, like a house party where it's couch co-op and stuff. I think that that yep. would be a, a wonderful, wonderful benefit. And I think that many other sort of small time groups would probably get a lot out of that. Uh, mm. So that that's something I would love to see. And I, I think of it as sort of a throwback to an earlier era of video games, which a right. lot of the gameplay of Singer B League is kind of as, as sort of a retro 2D platformer. So, you know, that's a great idea. And I, I think you're wrong when you say that it's uh, that a, a league like uh, like Stinger B League or B Game League couldn't use that. I, I think those are frankly, those are both stories that show that there's a need, a demonstrable user need for that sort of league tracking system. And it may not it may not be widespread just yet, but right now we have to manually track our leagues. And you know what? That's a lot that's a lot of work for somebody to do. And maybe if it were built into the game, there'd be other players that would say, hey, I never even thought about having a killer queen black league or being in a killer queen black league i never thought that it was something that you could be in a league for i just thought there was ranked or custom or local and that was it and maybe they'd jump in and they'd start their own league yeah you're you're right kyle you're right the reason that i i I kind of thought of it as something that wouldn't really suit the big leagues is just because we have certain formats and certain you know styles of styles of running things that you know, if they needed to, if we needed to modify them to fit the options provided by the developer, we might just say, no, thank you, and just continue to do our own thing. But if it was a, if it was a robust setup, then, then that wouldn't be an option, you know, or that wouldn't be a problem. We could just, we could just run what we're doing now in, within the game. But yeah, I don't know. It, it would be very cool. It would be very fun. And I think would really like for, for just sort of, you know, quote unquote, land party style play, it would be such a boon. It sure would. What's your next wish there, Kyle? Well, you know, it's it's kind of related to that, but I'm going from the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm going from a feature for, you know, dozens of users uh, to use at a time to uh, to the single player. You know, there's a lot of times that I want to go and play Killer Queen Black as a single player, and I don't necessarily want to, uh, I don't actually, I mean, usually I want to be online, but, you know, maybe I don't want to go play with a bunch of randos. Maybe I just want to test some things out on my own. And right now, if I just want to jump in a game with a bunch of bots, I have to still go through the process of setting up a game, you know, adding myself to a team going clicking on one of the spaces for a player adding bots starting the game there's a lot of steps that i have to take to just as a single player to just start a game with a bunch of bots and it would be great if i could just click a menu option a single player menu option game with bots and just start playing that would be that'd be beautiful yeah it, it really would and there's a lot of other places we can go with that like scenarios single player scenarios you know and i'm sure that the devs uh never even envisioned the sort of single player things we see happening in videos these days when they when they made the game they didn't anticipate that there would be you know players who would try to set record times for getting berries in the hole just on their own with you know with no other players 
Right. Yeah. Right. But we've seen scenarios like that. And what if you could just play a time trial? How fast can you get the berries in the hole? That would be very cool. Yeah. How fast can you fill the hive? I don't know. What other, what other scenarios would you see? Yeah. Wow. Wouldn't that be a thing? I would actually, man, now that you put it that way, Kyle, I would actually love that. If I could go into the menu, like go into the menu and, and you just go to single player, uh, like challenges, yeah. berries, right? And yeah. just jump yeah. in on a specific map to be like, bam, how fast can you do the berries? Uh, you know, and if you wanted to integrate something like, like a Mario Kart style course ghost, holy cow. Oh man. Oh, this is getting me excited. This is my new number one wish, actually. That would be so cool. So cool. Have the same thing and, and challenges as queen, challenges as worker. I mean, it, it would sort of be an expansion of the existing uh, tutorial thing uh, and just sure. to add some, some, new, some new things. But man, that would be really great. I love that. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's already that other uh, related game. I'm, I'm, I, I don't remember what it's called, but it is, uh, it's that Bumblebear game that is a single player adventure game. And I, th- I think it uses Killer Queen Black Mechanics. I haven't actually played it oh, myself yes. yet. Do you know the yeah. one I'm talking about? Yes, yes, absolutely. So what you're talking about is zombies. Now, um, when I I actually backed this one on, on uh, Kickstarter, and it was called at that point it was called Abs versus the Blood Queen. Okay. Uh, so they've re- they've renamed it now to Zombies, and what it is is essentially uh, taking the Killer Queen, not Killer Queen Black, but Killer Queen Arcade. Yep. Mechanics, and then yep. uh, applying that to sort of a um, rogue-like, randomly generated 2D level, where it's, yep. it's sort of an endless runner where you're trying to get away from the zombie bees, the zombies. Yeah, and and so so each day there's a new daily challenge, like a new like procedurally generated map and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it would be something like that. Yeah, there's definitely some parallels there. Yeah. So yeah, so there is that single player experience, but I think that it's a real it would be a real missed opportunity to not capitalize on the fact that single players want to do more within the existing Killer Queen Black framework, whether that involves bots or not there's a yeah. lot of opportunities there to let players test their skills build their skills compete against one another to see who can be the fastest at whatever yeah absolutely yeah no there's there's a lot there and and that's definitely that's that's a well that has not not just been untapped but untouched so far mm-hmm. okay what's your next wish blake wow okay i don't know if this is going to touch off some nerves or not uh but I, I feel like it might because my next wish is <clears throat> the black team. Ooh. So a little bit of history here, Kyle, um, okay. for you or for uh, any listeners that we have that aren't aware. But uh, the game Killer Queen Black, I, if you don't know why it's called Killer Queen Black, it's because, well, when the game was originally launched, the plan was to have not just a blue and gold team, but also a black team. And the black team would have been sort of a um, a uh, very ephemeral uh, award, essentially, to the to the uh, long-standing um, team online that 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 is, has won the most matches in a row, uh, or something along those lines. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going to say probably ranked. Yep. You know, whichever team in ranked has has gone the longest without being defeated, they would be black. 
uh, on the on the Killer Queen Black uh, Twitch stream. It would be automatically showing, always showing the black team in there and, and as they competed. And then you know when they lost, the new black team that would take over. You know when they yep. lost, the team that beat them would become the black team. And my understanding is that the player base just sort of never hit a critical mass to allow this to to happen in the way that was originally envisioned by the developers. Okay. So my my wish and my challenge to the developers would be for them to find a way to implement the black team that works with the level of of player base that currently exists and uh I'm sure there's something I'm, I am going to leave that to smarter people than me uh, about how they would decide how they would implement that. But there must be a way, like it would be very cool. Perhaps at some points there's no black team when, you know, when the, when the uh, game is not being played, but you know, as soon as a team logs on and, and wins a match, they're black or who knows, but yeah, it would just be really cool and really satisfying. A nice bookend to the development of this game to to have the black team implemented as, or you know, no, well, not as originally intended, but in some in some form or another. Well, you know, I I don't know that would be all that difficult even in online play. Like I I mean, your your point about it working in ranked. Well, it, it obviously blends quite naturally into ranked, but in regular online uh unranked online play you know when a game is over if everyone you know if everyone stays online and people don't just quit everyone has the option to choose do you want to rematch and if so you know or do you want to keep the same teams do you want to uh remix the teams and at that point i mean a winning team that decides they want to stay together would very naturally become the black team against whoever they face next right for sure, for sure. I think the original, I'm sorry if people who are listening know better than me, which is totally possible, but I think the original idea was that there would literally be one black team in the whole world. Oh, okay. Only one black team, four players on the face of the earth at any given point would be the black team. But um, so it would be a big deal to be the black team. It would also be a big deal if you got matched against them. but. I might be wrong about that. And maybe there was, maybe it was going to be one in quick play, one in ranked. But I actually love that. I love the idea that if you just stick around, if you are, if you are defending a, a win, you become a black team. I think that would be really cool and really basically, you know, do, do what was kind of originally intended in a very fun way. I get it now. Okay. Well, my last comment was certainly showing my ignorance, uh, but yeah, that would be, that would be fascinating. I mean, within a league, just having the option to <gasps> assign a team the color black. I mean, like, you know, Shaco and the Drones Fell would be the current black team in in our league. I mean, that would be relatively easy to implement on a certain level, I would think. But I, I, I get it. That's still quite different from what you're getting at about there being just one black team. Yeah. So first of all, yeah, again, like I, I would really like to qualify that by saying that is my understanding and, and it might be quite off base. But the, uh, the second thing is, is, is my jaw hit the floor when you said that because it, I, I hadn't realized how well this wish kind of dovetailed with the earlier one of having uh, in-game league options because yeah. it would be so cool if you had in-game league options and you had... Within an in-game league, you had a 
a black, black team. team. Yeah. You know, the, the, the champ, the, ch- you know, current king of the court team. That would be so, so cool. So liquid bit, a uh, please uh, give us this, a uh, uh, please. <laughs> Thank you, Mario. <laughs> okay. So the black team, I, I, that's a piece of lore that I was totally unfamiliar with Blake. Cool. Fun. We're all learning tonight. Kyle, what's your next wish? Okay. So the next wish in my list is, well, I, I, th- this shouldn't be a, a surprise. I'm sure this is the wish of countless Killer Queen Black players. I, okay, I'd like to see Steam Workshop integration for, for modding. Uh, but my real drive for this is I, I'd love to see a custom level editor. Now, I don't know how you pull that off in, uh, you know, given what, you know, the amazing artwork in Killer Queen Black, you know, we've seen some great levels in Killer Queen Black and we've seen, you know, we know the throne room is coming soon, uh, but there's got to be a lot of people out there that have some great ideas for building their own levels, right? And Steam Workshop integration would be one way for the PC community, at least, to have that ability to either create custom levels or to create level editors, right? Like, what? wouldn't you love to build your own level, Blake? Man, you'd think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> I have to say, I'm actually on the fence on this one. And it's because I really, really, really value balance in Killer Queen Block. I think that balance on a level is so crucial to this game working mm-hmm. with, you know, the, uh, for those of you who are new here, the three paths to victory. I think that, that having some semblance of balance is so, 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 so valuable. And I, I think that we may underestimate just how difficult it is to achieve that. Uh, you know, with the meta in our league, we have certain maps that go certain ways with the meta in D game league. They have maps that go certain ways. Yep. And 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 those maps fall into those categories, despite the efforts of the developers who I'm sure would like all three paths to be viable on, on each map. So so the idea that somebody, you know, Joe Blow in Arkansas could whip up a map and throw it online, um, it's it at, at the same time fills me with both excitement and dread. <laughs> uh, excite, excitement because you never know like a, a thousand monkeys on a thousand typewriters yep oh you know are gonna are gonna write shakespeare eventually but also you're gonna have to wade through miles of bullshit yeah and uh, yeah i don't know so well i guess i guess that's what i'm saying i mean there, there is the potential that there would be some amazing stuff made but it also has the potential to just kind of uh the, for the good stuff to get just sort of drowned in acres of bullshit sure. and and so unless there's some sort of curation system for maps posted online, which, uh, I mean, I'm, there's probably many good examples of that. The one that comes to mind for me is Mario Maker, actually, which is quite good. But, yep. you know, unless they're going to implement like a pretty robust uh, uh, sort of curation system, it, mm-hmm. it really has, the, it really has the, the potential to kind of suffocate the game rather than kind of give life to it, which, which is what it should do, of course. Perhaps I I have found that the modding community in Steam rarely lends itself to well let me let me rephrase this I find that it self curates pretty pretty well 
because you can't force people to play levels that they don't want to play. And the rating systems in the Steam Workshop are fairly are fairly robust and do a pretty good job of telling people like, hey, this is actually a really good mod, or hey, this one really is not. And I so I I don't honestly see it going that way. I've I feel that opening up the modding gates to Killer Queen Black especially because we know that there are you know developers like you know not the not the liquid bits developers i'm sure they do play their own game but we know that there are other people who play killer queen black whose day job is software development they would love to have a crack at adding to the killer queen black uh ecosystem i don't think you'd see a cesspool of you know really poor products i and I, I think the, any any poor mods that found their way into the game, I think, would very quickly fall to the bottom of the of the pile in the workshop. That's very cool. Now, so I I have to admit I have zero experience with Steam Workshop, and my previous comments were were kind of more assuming that this was this wish was essentially about a level editor rather than sort of larger mod mm-hmm. situation. So I I have to I will definitely qualify what I said earlier. I would. Love to see some cool mods, and uh, it, it it would just be if there were actual like a level editor where people could publish whatever nonsense they wanted. But mods is is probably how we would see things like I you know my previous wish about the um, league system stuff. That's that would be a perfect example of something that could be done via like a Steam Workshop mod. Mm-hmm. And and don't get me wrong, like when you open up uh, a game to modding, you know people can publish whatever nonsense they want, but the best nonsense is what rises to the top and is what people talk about. You know, you you go look at a, the, uh, any number of games on Steam. You go look at, at the user reviews and they'll say things like, this game is great, but it's even better when you put, you know, when you attach this mod or this mod or this mod. Yeah, yeah. So good mods uh, rise to the top. And I think well-made levels in a custom level editor would also rise to the top. I mean, who who knows? But if you want to talk about a way to keep Killer Queen Black players engaged beyond whatever development uh, is being actively done for the game, the Steam Workshop would be a great way to do that. Yeah, you you convinced me. Uh, what's your last wish uh, in your list? Okay, so the last wish in my list is a new power-up. And this dovetails nicely with the Steam Workshop one because I can see... Steam Workshop people adding all kinds of crazy crap. Chainsaws, oh, yeah. uh, slingshots, who knows? Anyway, all kinds of things. But what I really, really want is not is not something like that. What I want is, is something uh, thoroughly playtested and curated by the developers themselves. Uh, I would hope for something offensive, but something outside the box. So uh, not something like a sword or a gun. Yep. Something more in the vein of the mace, which has a mechanic that's quite different from those other ones. Yep. I think that would be really, really wonderful. So do you, do you have an idea for what that actually might might be besides, you know, curated? Well, uh, like I, I like I see I see where, where you're going with this. Yes. Like, All right. You know, All right. OK. Yes, I do. Thank you. OK. OK. Thank you for putting on the spot there. A portal gun. Oh, imagine imagine using a portal gun to to fill your hive with berries. Yep. 
I think it would be it would be unreal. Uh, you could use the portal gun uh, instead to uh, drop your queen out of unexpected places, or to you know gain gain access to new areas with the the laser to surprise your opponents. I think it would be fantastic. I think it would be quite cool. Yep. What about you, Kyle? Can you imagine a new power up? Yeah, I I really can, and I I'm you know I'm thinking right now I'm thinking back to a game I played a long time ago, which was uh, called City of Heroes back in like two thousand and two, three, four, somewhere in in that vicinity. It was it was fantastic, and they the developers made a point that uh, in you look at comic books, you can boil down powers to X Y Z W. There there was you know the superheroes either. Uh, were they were either tanks or they were martial artists or they fired projectiles um, and we we see some of those tropes uh, already in the game you know there's the laser gun so you've got someone that fires projectiles you've got your close quarters combat with the sword uh, you've got your area of effect combat so to speak with the mace but one trope that is not in place in the game is uh, a controller. What what's a controller would be something someone that maybe could freeze another character, right? Killing like killing another character is very commonplace, right? It's the basis of all, of all the weapons in the game. But what if instead of a precision kill to just one character, what if you could do like an electromagnetic pulse and freeze three workers nearby you? Very cool, right? So that's that's a possible power up. Very cool. I like that. I like that. I like that basing basing it on the um, on a on a trope too. That's that's super cool. Introduces a whole new aspect. <sighs> Another one that I've just thought of would be a what about a mortar? So a ranged it'd be a ranged attack, but yep. uh, so, something like cannon fodder or uh, scorched earth, where you have to adjust both. Uh, angle and power of your shot. Yep. So it, so it shoots in an arc and and perhaps the sort of an area of an effect uh, area of affecting. So you could potentially take out well, more than one target, but you're quite vulnerable while doing it. How about a power up that counters the one queen power that right now has no equal other than other than I, I suppose the, the mace, the downward strike. Yes, exactly. What what if you had a worker that uh, you could get a power up? that would allow them to strike upwards or shield upwards or, or something along those lines. Sure. I, I think an upwards shield would be amazing. You, you'd be in the ultimate, like if you had an upwards shield and normal shield uh, accompanying a snail. Yeah. Like that would be pretty powerful. You would be an, uh, you'd be an impenetrable fortress of snail. Yeah. Okay. So, wow. So there you go. I mean, us two dodos just came up with five, Four or five great power-up ideas. Liquid Bit, listen to our podcast. Make some <laughs> shit happen. Thank you. All right. Kyle, do you have one last wish? What is what is wish number 10 on our top 10 wishes here? It's bordering into the very nerdy territory, uh, but it it's simple and it's very complicated. Uh, I would love to see temporary cloud-based saving of stats, saving of those JSON files, uh, with API access to them, right? So let let me let me explain. Right now, in order to in order for us to get those JSON files, uh, a player on a PC 
uh, it has to go into the user directory into uh, in Windows into the what the, is it the app data local low liquid bits a folder. It's it's buried in there, and I, I'm sure it's just a matter of time before they move it into like a more user friendly like user documents folder. Still, in order for us to take that JSON file and put it into our website, someone still has to go fetch that file, send it to a developer who puts it through their software, their software in the, in our case, Adam, our uh, webmaster slash stats slash developer slash he does everything kind of tech God kind of guy. Um, uh, but basically we have to give it to him and he has to put it into the software he developed to add it to our website. But what if that was just saved on the cloud somewhere in an easy to access place and uh, it was just a click of a button to send it to the software that that we're using to put it on our uh, put those stats to our website and to add to the game logs and so forth. It's a little confusing. You following me here? No, I am. I am. Yeah. I am. I am. It would just simplify things and and take one whole step out of our whole uh, stats thing. So that would be very helpful. Yeah, it would take it would it would really take a number of manual steps. If you think of every time you have to click a mouse or double click a mouse to change a directory as a step, it would take out tons of steps right now uh and you know even if that json file were just available temporarily like just on the cloud for 24 hours if the so- if the third-party software was configured as such to go in and find your game on the cloud say yes add it to the stats and then it's it's just done now don't get me wrong there's i mean one there's already a way for us to do this manually Two, there's probably other ways to achieve this that don't involve LiquidBits creating a server and a cloud and using storage space somewhere. But hey, this is a, this is a pie in the sky wish list, right? I mean, this is we're not talking about a feature that is going to rake in a ton of money for LiquidBits, but <laughs> this is my wish list. I wish it were easier to get our JSON files into our website. Santa Claus, please listen to us. <laughs> so, well, it only took us a long time, Blake, but we, uh, you know, longer than I think any podcast we've recorded so far. But here we are. We got through our top 10 wishes for Killer Queen Black. Sweet. I think every one of them is deserving to be on that list. It, it, was, a, it was good all around. All right. So our next episode, Blake, is going to be in uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, we should be releasing it on Sunday, September 5th. What's our topic for ne- for our next podcast, Blake? Don't you wish you knew, Kyle? Because I, I really do. The thing, the thing is, I can't tell you. It's a secret. What? It's a surprise. And uh, yeah, you're you're going to walk into it uh, blind. Or, well, our listeners are. So, Well, it's a mystery. I'm looking forward to finding out. The one hint I will give you is that it will be a big one. Will it? It will. All right. Well, that's uh, <laughs> that's going to be uh, that's a lot of pressure for, for us to live up to. Uh, unless I misunderstood what this big secret was, I think it is a big one. What what secret? I don't know of any secret, Blake. Oh yeah, me neither. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap it up there, Blake. Let's thank everyone for tuning in. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks, everyone. Uh, Please join us again for the next episode of The Buzzcast.
The Buzzcast is a non-commercial podcast and has no official affiliation with Killer Queen Black, its publishers, distributors, or developers. The Buzzcast theme song is Beasting by the band Low Doses and is used under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.